Remember that Colorado is the West, not the West Coast, the Rocky Mountain West. Coloradoans are Westerners, and that means something. We're rugged, individualist, determined. We persevere, we work together, we respect one another, and we get things done. We live our own lives, boldly, and we keep our nose on our own side of the fence. We don't really need to be told what to do because we instinctively know what's right, and we do it. Not because we're told, but because it's the right thing to do. We're not radicals, zealots, or single-issue fanatics. We're not name-callers or bomb-throwers. Nope, we're common-sense Coloradans, and we're tired of not being heard. So we're speaking up. This is Colorado's Voice with Scott James. So I'm going to start this, and I'm going to start it once. It is episode one of Colorado's Voice. Let's begin by introducing myself. Uh, hi, I'm Scott James, fourth generation Colorado native. I feel weird introducing myself because chances are, if you're listening to this, you've discovered it via social media, and you discovered it because of my work as, as a, a radio broadcaster. I've been honored to spend 33 years behind a microphone in Colorado, and that came to a close rather abruptly about the, the third week of July. I, I forget the exact date, July 21st, something like that. Let's, let's start there. I, I recorded a little bit of podcast here recently with Sadie, with my friend Sadie. And of course, that's probably how most of you know me, is the Scott half of Scott and Sadie in the morning on Big 97.9. And, and it was there, and then one day it just wasn't. And that's just instant. Isn't that the radio business? Through the years, you come to listen to a, a radio talent, and, and more and more uh, radio talent are dying. The, the medium itself is dying. But at any rate, you, you get used to a, a radio show, and you, you build a rapport with those people that you listen to on your way to work or on your way home from work or whatever it is, and then just one day they're gone. And there's never any explanation because that's, that's the business. It's a, it's a brutal business. Let me give you the explanation. If you, if you don't know, there is a concurrent track in my life that uh, has become actually the larger track in my life over about the last five years. As a, uh, a radio talent, I kind of accidentally fell into public service, or if you believe like I believe there are no accidents, the good Lord led me to public service. In uh, January of 1999, when I was appointed to the uh, uh, Planning and Zoning Commission in Johnstown, and I went on in 2002 to run for Johnstown Town Council and was elected in 02 and again in 06 and 10 and 14. And then I decided to run for mayor in 2016. And, and then I ran for uh, the office of Weld County Commissioner in 2018 with, and was elected again in, in 2022. That has been going on in the years that you listened to me. Uh, you know, Scott said in the morning on Big 97.9 started some 16 and a half years ago. It was April of uh, 2008 uh, when it started. And it was a wonderful time in my life. I, I truly enjoyed my friend Sadie. Uh, but uh, Sadie and I, kind of accidentally, there are no accidents. The good Lord put Sadie and I together. And uh, we proceeded to have 16 and a half years of fun. And I don't regret a, a single moment of it. But as I came through that fun, what was going on, interestingly enough, in, in my career, when I, when I began that program in April of 2008, I was a program director uh, for the news talk radio station for 600 KCOL, and I was a program director for, for Big 97.9, 9, 
And for those of you who not, are not into the, the, the radio lingo, what a program director does is they're responsible for everything that comes out the speakers. They're the product manager, so to speak, of a radio station. And I always envision my career being one of, uh, not necessarily an air talent, but I, I was going to be a senior vice president of programming one day for iHeartMedia. That was gold, and nothing was going to deter me from the gold. And if you and I share a faith, you know that God laughs at our plans. And he, uh, he laughed at that one as I was approached one day by the folks at iHeartMedia after we started Scott and Sadie. And they said, well, Scott, uh, you have a decision to make. You can either be a program director or you can be uh, an air talent. And if you choose program director, well, you're not going to have a job. <laughs> That's kind of how much, that was the way it was put to me, essentially. And I said, well, geez, I need a job. And so, therefore, I guess I will be a radio talent. I would be an air talent. And, and Scott and Sadie continued. And, and of course, that, at that time, boy, that was the end of the world for me. I just thought, I, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm not going to accomplish my dreams. I'm not going to accomplish my goals. And, and, oh, God, this is, I gnashed my teeth and shook my fists at the heavens. And, and it, this is not how I, I imagined it. I have come to become comfortable with the saying that I've kind of created over the last several months. It's never how you imagine, but always how God intends. Isn't that life in general? It's never as you imagine, but always how God intends. And and so with that said, I I thought, geez, what am I going to do? And I leaned more into my public service career at that time. I said, well, fine, I'm going to lean into town council and I might run for mayor. At that time, I, I did uh, about six years when I when I had some spare time. I did about six years teaching as an adjunct instructor in the uh, radio, television, and film department at Ames Community College, and I had a ball doing that. And so I, I went on and, and my, my public service career developed as I strengthened as a councilman and I became a mayor, and then I was approached to run uh, for the Weld County Board of County Commissioners. But I never imagined myself being that guy, uh, a politician, so to speak. I am, however, most definitively comfortable in the role of servant leader, in the role of elected representative, in the role of, of, of public servant. I, I love serving you. I love being your liaison to government and to helping you solve problems. I, I get to be a servant, and, and that for me is, is fun. And, and so that said, as that grew, uh, my radio career continued to thrive with Sadie. And we came to a point here this last year in, in 2023 where uh, the 8th Congressional District, which is a new congressional district, Colorado elected a, a representative there in uh, 2022. Make no mistake that Colorado's voice will be political and we will discuss political things. And so you need to know who I am. I am a a Reagan-style conservative Republican, which occasionally leaked out on Scott and Sadie in the morning, although that was inherently not a political show. That was not our intent. It never was. So I started to put together my campaign, and in candor, I did not share it with my bosses at iHeart. Because in candor, the 8th Congressional District is likely the most flippable district. It's the most attainable district for Republicans to flip it from a democratically held seat by the sitting congresswoman uh, to, to Republican representation. Likely one of the top three, if not the most flippable seat in the nation. And so, therefore, it will be entirely contentious. And you will see a lot of very bad things about me as we move into the coming year. And, geez, that dark, ominous music with me in black and white is going to be on TVs everywhere telling you what a bad guy I am. Uh, but I trust you to believe your ears and to remember who I am. I'm a Northern Colorado native, and I've grown up with you. 
And that's a big part of why we were doing this Colorado's Voice podcast. To show you from a standpoint of both campaign and concern who I am. Well, what happened to Scott and Sadie is, is I began building this campaign and I didn't share it with anybody at high heart. I, I, I just didn't, uh, it's not that I, I didn't want to. It's not that I don't love my company. It's not that I was trying to be deceitful in any way. I just knew that I had to be quiet in my endeavor until we were ready to announce uh, because this seat is so attainable and it's got to be so one of the most highly contested seats in the nation. We had to be careful as we planned my campaign. And as, as we put everything together, I said, okay, we're going to launch. We're going to announce a campaign here in a couple of days. I must share this with my folks at iHeartMedia. And I did. I shared it with my uh, immediate boss. And he looked at me and he says, that's such good news. We need people like you in the United States House of Representatives. And I'm so excited for you. And Scott, what's your plan? And I said, well, I, you know, I'm going to have a primary election. And I do have a primary election. And then, then the general. And so I, I, I want to get through the primary, which will be June of this year. And if I, if I win that primary, which I intend on doing, if I win that primary, then at that time, I'll retire from the radio business. And if I don't win that primary, then I'll just keep on chugging like we always have. Great, good plan, and, and we'll go with that. He called me that afternoon. He said, you're suspended. And, and I get why. I tr- you have to hear me from my heart. I harbor no ill will to iHeartMedia. I worked for iHeartMedia for the last 20 years of my career, and I believe in that company. And I I truly believe that they are trying to produce the best products possible in an innovative way for the the listening public. You know, they launched the iHeartRadio app. I I, I think they are an amazing group of people. And as as radio evolves, iHeartMedia will be on the forefront of evolving. And it was an honor for me to be a part of that company for 20 years. Believe me when I say that. So I harbor no ill will when, when they call me that after they said, well, Scott, we got to suspend you. There could be allegations of equal time and fairness and then that type of thing. And so that's why I just was disappeared in, in a given day. Again, it's never as you imagined. And I'd certainly imagine it in one way. It's never as you imagined, but always as God intends. And God intended it for it to be that way. And so just like that, a uh, 40-year, 40-year, 10-month radio career came to a, a, a close. Okay, that said, fast forward to an event. In fact, it was a, the Scoot, uh, a fun event by Colorado Youth Outdoors and, and a, their fundraiser, and I, I went to that. And, and, and somebody that I have known longer than I've known my wife for, for years, and, and I don't want to say her name, but I, it, it, she's actively involved in the advertising community. And, and I saw her at that event, and, and she says, what's it like not being on the radio? And I said, I got to tell you, I don't miss it that much. And, and that's no slap at anybody involved. It's just that I had found, even while running, running for the United States Congress, and again, nothing normal about that, even, even while running for that, I had found a groove that I'd never had, and I enjoyed it. I don't overly miss it that much. And she says, oh, well, we miss you. She says, I miss your voice. And I kind of laughed and, and I said, well, geez, there's several hundred, maybe even approaching a thousand podcasts out there floating around cyberspace somewhere with my, my voice. And she says, no, she says, you don't get it. We miss you. We miss your calm, reasoned take in an unreasonable world. And I told her, it was just me and Sadie. I never made political comments. She says, well, we need the surety of who you are. 
And that's one of the reasons that I want to run for United States Congress is because, friends, there is a surety to who I am. I, uh, I am an eternal constant. I'm constant as a northern star. I'm rock solid. The content of my character, of, of that which I believe and the principles that I hold dear, I am constant. And that's what she was missing is, is the calm and constantness of who I am. God made me that way. Trust me, as I, as I think about considering uh, serving in Washington, D.C., I don't want it to be about me. Boy, you, have, you don't have to look very far to look at these people in suits in Washington, D.C., who say they're your representative, and all they're doing is clamoring. They're falling over one another to get on Fox News or to get on MSNBC or CNN or wherever they make their appearance and make their points and, and to fundraise. They're, they're falling over one another to do that. And the reason they're falling over one another to do that is because they click and they fundraise, and it's filthy because nothing about it is serving you. Nothing. And, 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 I, and I want that to stop the grift, the largesse, the bloat. It, it, it's, it's, it's wrong. And, and so I, I want to take who I am uh, to Washington, D.C. And, and that's what my friend was saying is we miss that kind of calmness and your commentary and, 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 and being who you are. I was leveled. I was flattered. I was humbled. I, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. All I do is tell jokes on the radio. That's all I did is, is Sadie and I did shtick and we'd go for a cheesy laugh. And she says, you don't know how calming that is to people. This podcast, this, this Colorado's voice podcast will be some of that, but it's not going to be the 20 minute morning show. And it's not going to be the shtick that you heard on Scott and Sadie. When I did that, that's certainly, that's part of who I am. It was never false. What you heard was always real. We were always brutally honest about how we were. And I always laugh and say, you know, it's funny when we find humor in something. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> and there were a lot of things that we talked about where we laughed at each other that were funny because they were true. And life is funny and sweet and filled with joy, the joy of the Lord. If you just let it be filled with that. That was not phony, but it was such just a fraction of who I am. I am genuinely concerned about the direction of this nation. Genuinely concerned about it because we are so divided and we so yell at each other. No longer do we seek the objective truth. It's our truth, our lived experiences. No, we need to seek objective truth, God's truth. And we need to orient our nation and its institutions at that objective, definable truth that can be found, in my opinion, in only Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about mandating that in, in a federal government in any way. I know we have a First Amendment that says that you can worship Jesus Christ or Allah or Satan or a pasta strainer or an ice maker if you choose to or, or nothing at all. And I will, will die for your right to, to worship whomever or whatever you please. The founders of this nation had something called the Golden Triangle of Freedom. And it's, it's, it's actually Oz Guinness's concept in one of the books that he wrote. He, he said, picture a triangle, picture a three-legged stool. And he says that there are three cornerstones, three legs of that stool, so to speak. And they're all reliant on one another. He says, freedom, freedom that we enjoy and that we love requires virtue. There's the first leg of the triangle. Freedom requires virtue. We must be a virtuous people. Treat one another well. Do what is right, not because there's a law that mandates it, but because it's the right thing to do. 
be a virtuous people. Freedom is reliant on us being a virtuous people. And would you look around the nation today and read through the headlines and say that the United States of America is a nation of virtue? It is not. That's the part of the, 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 the three-legged triangle, the, the, the leg of the triangle that's missing, is have we lost ourself? Are we any longer virtuous people? Osgood has said it correctly. Freedom requires virtue. Leg one. Leg two. Where do we become a virtuous people? Uh, Oz Guinness uh, speculated, and I, I agree, that we are a virtuous people because virtue requires faith. I believe that you must believe in something. I choose to believe in the risen Savior that is Jesus Christ and his Father, the Creator God. I, I believe that, that in order for us to be a virtuous people, we take lessons from our faith, from a morality that is developed in a deep belief in a creator. And the founders, that was just a part of who they were. It was interwoven into their souls. They were truly a virtuous people because they had faith. See, if we're not a virtuous people, then how can we truly expect freedom? If, if we don't have virtue, then our freedom is whittled away by the laws that it takes to keep us in line. Freedom requires virtue. Virtue requires faith. In order for us to practice a faith in this nation, faith requires freedom. And there's the three legs of the stool. And I am alarmed at how we are no longer a virtuous people about how we, and I'm not saying all of us, I'm saying there, there I, I look, I could look everywhere and see virtue, but I don't see it the way I used to see it in our institutions. In fact, we have lost faith in our institutions because the concept of, of equality under the law, uh, the concept of, of, of people living in virtue, of, of being able to trust our institutions because we've seen an unequal application of justice as of recent, and for that matter, we've seen it for the better part of the time that we've been a nation, but it's become more prevalent as of late, an unequal application of justice. We have seen and caught our institutions in lies. We've seen our institutions denigrated, and what do we believe in as a people anymore? And it scares me because I want Jack, my child, and I want his children, my grandkids, and my great-grandkids and the generation after that. I hope they are all free in the United States of America but I'm concerned as to whether or not we have a constitutional republic over the next several years because we've forgotten who we are. We are better than this. And so I'm launching Colorado's Voice podcast to have a lot of political conversations, a lot of moral conversations, a lot of, I say about, to talk about the things that you're not supposed to talk about at the dinner table. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about religion. We're going to talk about institutions. We're going to talk about faith and we're going to talk about virtue. And, and part of this is because God equipped me with a skill set to be able to communicate this to you. As, as I go back to the Scott and Sadie show, I, I loved laughing, but that was only one dimension of my character. Uh, there are so many other di 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 dimensions that are so deeply concerned with serving you as a public servant, of being a, a servant leader, of communicating the way, of bringing us together. My pastor at one time called me a principled peacemaker, and thank you, pastor. That was a word from God. I believe that. I'm a principled peacemaker. We must find consensus we must remember that, you know, look on the back of the dollar bill, the, the, the motto of this great nation is e pluribus unum, from many, one. 
Are we one today? No, we, for many, we try to remain many. Uh, stuffed down in our silos and yelling at the others. Yelling at them and they. They're the reason that I can't get ahead. They're what's wrong with this nation. No, we're all what's wrong. And guess what? We're all what's right. That's why I have to launch a Colorado's Voice podcast. Uh, Part of this, we'll be talking about my campaign for United States Congress. I need to communicate, and I've struggled doing this in my campaign, and there's something being forthright. I've put together an amazing team. I have some Washington, D.C. consultants of my own. And, and I have a campaign manager, and I have a communications team, and I have a digital marketing and fundraising team, and I, I, I've got a whole bunch of teams, and, and they're wonderful, wonderful people. But they are used to communica- communicating things in a, in a decidedly political way. And there is a formula that uh, has yielded success, but that's part of the reason that we're here, is because that formula that leads success doesn't necessarily bring for the people that have the best character. Washington, D.C. consultants are, are, are always working in what I call a construct. If we only had a candidate that had a pinch of this and a pinch of that, and just a little of this and a little of that, we'd conjure up the perfect candidate. It's all about image. It's all about construct. They've been so busy building a, a Franken-candidate. You know, just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. If we had a splash of this, they've been so busy trying to craft the perfect candidate in, in a polling and focus group laboratory that they forgot that the most important element of a public servant is that of character. That of a belief in, a, in, in something larger than his or herself. They have forgotten about character because... When you're working in the construct, when you're working in a social media world and in a world that revolves around 10 and 12 second sound bites, they could look at that person, they could say that that person is, is X and Y and Z. And ah, we know that. Our simple minds tie two things together. But how do you communicate character? You need to know the content of my character. They look at some people that are constructs and they say, why should I send you to Washington, D.C.? And they will say, well, I'm X, Y, Z. And people go, ah, yes, we need X, Y, Z. And they look at me and they say, "Uh, Commissioner James, why should we send you to Washington, D.C.? And I said, you need to see my heart. So that is why we are doing Colorado's Voice. Thank you, uh, friends, for saying that you missed my voice. It ain't going to be Scott and Sadie. It's not going to be the 20-minute morning show. Although I have ideas for shows of the future that will be decidedly not political. I certainly want to have Sadie on Colorado's Voice. But I, I, I want to break Sadie down. That's what always used to kind of frustrate me a little bit about my friend is, is she was so afraid to go in those sincere places. And not only, friends, did you need to laugh, but you needed to see us go to those sincere places. Because a lot of the human experience is not just laughter, it's also pain. I will not script any of these. I'm not a very scripted guy. Because again, I want my heart to shine and it's not my light. I want this, everything that I do, Colorado's voice, uh, serving as Weld County Commissioner, uh, being, being a, a servant leader, being a, a public servant, uh, running for the United States House of Representatives, everything I do, I hide behind the cross. Because I want you to see him, not me. I want you to see the one who's in me. And if you are decidedly, I'm not very religious. Well, neither am I. But I do believe in a God who forgives. We're going to have a lot of conversations about God. And have some conversations about politics. 
In fact, we need those of you who are, I'm not very religious, I'm not very political, I'm not very involved. Why not? Do you see what they're doing to your nation? A republic, if you can keep it, is what Dr. Benjamin Franklin said to the woman who said, Dr. Franklin, what form of government have you given us? A republic, madam, if you can keep it. And in order to keep it, we all must be involved. The Colorado's Voice podcast will tell you how you can do that. I'll show you my heart and the heart of the one who's in me. We'll discuss the things that you're not supposed to talk about at dinner tables. And we're going to do it with a whole bunch of love. I hope that you'll listen. Please interact with me. Please. That's, what do I miss about the, the radio the most is just that ongoing conversation with the real folks. Here, I'll, I'll, here's what I'll do. I'll close with a story that if you come to one of these candidate forums as I run for the 8th Congressional, you've heard me tell this story. But it's, again, not a construct. It's not something that I've rehearsed in front of a mirror and, and set a timer on myself on. And it's it's not something that's hon, honed in, in a Washington, D.C. consultant laboratory. This is just from my heart. When I used to be on the radio, it was good to know who your audience was. You, you need to visualize who is listening when you're on the air. I would go to a convenience store at about 6.40 on a, on a Saturday morning, or if I had a weekday morning off, I, I would go, and I would just sit in my truck at a convenience store. Creepy, I know, but I was watching. And I would see that uh, oil field worker bail out of their pickup, go to grab a monster and a breakfast burrito. And I would see that teacher squirting $20 worth of gas in his tank, and that $20 wasn't going to take him as far as it used to. I'd see the truck driver getting a cup of coffee. I'd see you. I'd see the great middle that has been forgotten by Washington, D.C. They don't seem to share your values. And they've forgotten about you and your aches and your pains. And the money that you're taking out of your wallet in that convenience store might be the last money that you have. It's two days from payday and you're just hoping to get there. I saw you. I realize that you people at the convenience store at 6.40 in the morning do not have a voice. Why not put the voice that was familiar to you, that you listened to for years, and that you're now rediscovering on this Colorado's Voice podcast, why not put that voice to work for you in Washington, D.C.? Because I haven't forgotten you. I love you. We'll stop there. Thanks for listening to Colorado's Voice. Thanks for listening to Colorado's Voice, a copyrighted production of Scott James, all rights reserved. This program, either in part or whole, may not be reused, reproduced, or redistributed without prior consent. Scott would love to hear from you. Email scott at scottkjames.com at facebook.com slash scottkjames on Twitter and Instagram at scottkjames. Let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow this podcast. Please leave a review, and we live for your comments. Make sure to sign up for our email newsletter at www.coloradosvoice.com. Speak up. Be heard. Together, we are Colorado's Voice. Colorado's Voice.